Yo, what's up? Welcome to episode 15 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as always is my man, Woody V. Woody, how's it going, man? Good, good, Robbie. A lot to talk about. A lot happening in the world of There's basketball. A lot to this talk week. about, isn't there? We kind of had to rip up our run sheet a little bit with our Hawks Talk segment today and kind of restart that today. So, yeah, we'll get to that. Right a on, bit. right so, on. Exactly. So, look, just a quick reminder, as always, where to find us. Um, you know, please um, watch our videos on YouTube and don't forget to hit subscribe. And obviously, if you're listening to the audio, please you know, that's uh, check that out. That's available where all podcasts are found. Uh, yeah, so look, we've got another great show today, Woods. Um, obviously, we're going to showcase our jerseys. Yep. Um, we're going to get into some Hawks talk, which is going to be pretty topical today. Um, also, we're going to make some NBA All-Star starting five predictions, which we've Can't wait, really fun doing. Definitely. Um, we'll have a little bit of NBL discussion, and then we'll do something we haven't done for a couple of episodes, which I think we've, we've both probably missed a little bit, and that'll be... Um, opening another classic pack for us this week. So what do you got there, Woods? Bit of a got a pair of scissors. Got Make it easy to open. It's the Skybox, Skybox Premium. Skybox Premium. 94.95 edition, Robbie. Looking good. I'm looking forward to see who we get in there, mate. So, all right. So, look, as everyone knows, we always sort of showcase our jerseys at the start of the show. So, Woods, why don't you show us who you're rocking today, bro? Of course, Robbie. Of course. Uh, so, I got a Tom Gugliotta's champion Minnesota Timberwolves jersey. I'll just get up and... And showcase it. You can just speak on it a little bit, Robbie, while I do that. Nice. Yeah, so Woody's got the 1990s Minnesota Timberwolves away uniform, number 24, Tom Gugliotta. Um, he was someone that Woody and I both liked. Um, played on quite a few teams. He's a bit of a journeyman, wasn't he, Woods? He played for the, the Timberwolves, played for, for Washington, played for Phoenix and a few teams like that. But, yeah, what he got to tell us about Googs. And before you start, Woods, the first thing I thought of when I saw you wearing that jersey is that NBA action play back in the day with the local Minnesota commentator doing the googly, oogly, oogly, baby. So, yeah, why I remember. Nostalgic, nostalgic. Yeah, well, Tom Gugliotta, uh, you know, he was the first uh, sixth pick in the first round of the 1992 NBA draft with the Washington Bullets, as, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, he grew up in New York and the man affectionately referred to as Googs. Uh, is of Italian de- descent, Robbie, and we don't speak about him enough. No. Uh, a six foot eleven power forward who could stretch the floor and handle the basketball. He's a great athlete, and when we talk about some of the great players from the nineties, he often gets forgotten about. But uh, I loved watching him play. You know, he had a, a thirteen year NBA career, and I wear his Timberwolves jersey today because that's where he had his best years between ninety five mm-hmm. and ninety eight. Robbie, he made um. The NBA All-Star game once in nineteen ninety seven, yep. um, and he averaged twenty points and nine rebounds. Per game. Um, I'll tell you an interesting story about Tom Gugliotta as well, Robbie. Um, he had a near-death experience, you know. He had trouble sleeping after games. Um, and he took a supplement marketed as a sleep age, which included a chemical called GBL. Um, and he was talking to his wife, Nikki, on his mobile phone when he collapsed and stopped breathing. Wow. His wife heard all that commo- commotion and, and called the wife of his teammate, Rex Chapman, who was able to uh, call her husband uh, on the bus and instruct him to check his bag for the supplement bottle, you know, and that information actually saved uh, Gugliotta's life as the doctors were able to give him an antidote in the emergency room moments later. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that at all. That's a very fun fact. And look, it probably goes to say what you said about Googs being a little bit slept on Woods. I mean, what did I say to you before the show started? Did Googs ever make an all-star game Woods? So exactly what he said. I've forgotten that he played in that one game. So yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyed watching him play. And he, he had a, 
a very good NBA career, and, and we don't speak about it enough, as I alluded to earlier. So what does he do today? I just did a little research on that. He doesn't do much, Robbie. He's, he's happily retired. He plays golf and a lot of it. And he, he recently moved to Atlanta to be closer to his daughter, and, and he's happily retired. But it's a great jersey, and uh, I know you've got the, uh, another champion jersey today. And, uh, you know, we talk about how, how, how cool these champion edition of jerseys were. So why don't you uh, take it away for us? Definitely. I guess we're putting the real sort of throwback in the, the jerseys today. Look, I guess before I start with this champion one I'm wearing, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the, the Nike one behind us there. So a bit of a random jersey, this one. It's a Glenn Big Dog Robinson Atlanta Big Hawks dog. jersey. So, yeah, Big Dog, probably another person that, you know, people have forgotten a little bit about, right? So Yeah. Um, look, a little bit about Big Dog. Um, he had an 11-year career um, after being drafted number one out of Purdue in the 94 draft, uh, two-time All-Star. And he also won a title with the Spurs in his very last season in 2005 and basically retired straight after that. So, um, look, probably a few people will remember his son was in the league for a while, um, Glenn Robinson III. Right? Surprised he's not during COVID at the moment. It is when strange, all these isn't it? Everyone seems to get a go. Yeah. So, Maybe we will see him on a roster. I, I, I seem to remember him maybe on Indiana or Sacramento. Sacramento. Last preseason, yeah. yeah. Um, look, the interesting thing about this um, Hawks jersey as well is Big Dog only played one season with the Hawks, so I managed to jag a jersey there. I wouldn't have a bobblehead of Big Dog, though, would I, Woods? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. All right. Of course so you do. A bit of an Atlanta Hawks, Big Dog Robinson bobblehead there. How did you get so your hands on that, man? the same year. That's actually a, like one that they only had at the games there, so it's a stadium giveaway style pop, so... Yeah, I don't know. I had my sources back in the day with that crazy bobblehead collection. So, yeah, that's a little bit on Big Dog there. So, I guess the one I'm wearing, I want to preface before I go into talking about this guy. You all know how many jerseys I've got. This is probably a top three or even top five favorite jerseys to me. I really like this jersey. And we're talking an Antonio Daniels Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. So, I'll just show up and um, stand up and show the, the viewers what this one looks like. So the Vancouver, Vancouver Grizzlies were in existence only for a short time before they moved to Memphis. And Robbie has the classic retro light blue Vancouver Grizzlies champion Daniels jersey. You like Brilliant, that one, Robbie. I love it. And it's I know you one, love it. Yeah. Obviously people, are seeing, well. people are seeing that jersey now with sort of, the, you know, the Memphis have sort of brought it back. But this is, yep. you know, the original one from back in that day. I think I've got a big country Reeves one in this same color as well. Um, but yeah, Antonio Daniels. Look, I guess I wanted to talk about him. He is someone that I've always, you know, liked. Again, a little bit of a forgotten about player. Um, so he played 13 seasons in the NBA. So he had a pretty good career. Um, so he was drafted at pick four in the 1997 draft draft um i'm not sure if you're aware of that draft woods but it was pretty good um so the 97 draft do you remember Absolutely. any of the top three picks you, the you know i like doing that yeah. um i'm just having a blank right now how about no, timmy, no, timmy no, at number one no timmy yeah yeah then we've got keith van horn at number two yep. and then Chauncey billups at number three right so okay antonio daniels was after that and also t-mac was taken at pick nine in that draft Another fun fact, just while I'm on a bit of a roll with these, there was four Aussies taken in that draft woods. So uh, Chris Ansey was taken at pick 18. CJ Bruton was taken at pick 52. Paul Rogers at pick 53. And then another two picks later, Ben Pepper. Ben Pepper, 50, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, look, a couple of those guys didn't really sort of play there, like CJ and Pepper. But, you know, the other guys, obviously Ansey had a pretty, pretty decent run there. And, you know, um, Rogers was sort of on a couple of rosters there. So that's a, a bit of a fun fact. But... Look, in terms of, um, of Antonio Daniels there, obviously, as I said, he was drafted by the Grizzlies. Um, he then went on to play four seasons for the Spurs, where, like Big Dog Robinson, he actually got a title with them. So that was the 1999 title there that 
our, our boy Andrew Gaze was also on that team there. Um, so, look, Daniels also went on to play for Seattle, Washington, the New Orleans Hornets, and he finished off with a handful of games with Philadelphia. So um, those sort of keen fans that watch um, League Pass on a regular basis will see that he is the current commentator for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, and, look, I guess for me, I just really like the way that Daniels played. Um, I really like his dunks as well. There was a dunk that he did when he was playing with the Blazers where he dunked all over Andre Kirilenko, AK-47. So for those that haven't seen that, Put on the YouTube, Antonio Daniels dunking over AK-47. It is a massive dunk, that one. So a big fan of that. And um, just to keep the bobblehead um, theme alive, Woods, before I finish, I've got a San Antonio Spurs, another stadium giveaway one, Antonio Daniels bobblehead there. So nice. I like that one. He's one of my favorites of the ones there. He's looking pretty pretty fresh, that one there. So, yeah, that's just a bit of a, a bit of a background on our players, Woods. So, yeah, certainly appreciate you, you giving us the information on Googs. And it was good having a bit of a trip down memory lane with these guys, wasn't it? Hey, he's moved to the media at the moment, Antonio Daniels, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's a, yeah. he's a commentator with the, the Pelicans there. Yep. So he's on there sort of, you know, I quite, quite often sort of watch him there. Speaks pretty well. You know, he's an Ohio native, I believe. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of Antonio Daniels there. So... All right, Woods, do you reckon we should get into it, mate, with a bit of Hawks talk? Let's do it. Let's do now, it, Robbie. Nothing's really happened with Atlanta this week. <laughs> oh, actually, no, there's been a lot happening, right? So, look, as I sort of mentioned at the start, we had a few things to talk about uh, this week with the Hawks. Um, it's kind of been blown away a little bit today by the trade that's happened. So, Woods, maybe before we go into the trade, we'll maybe just sort of touch base on how things are currently with the Hawks. So, yep. look, the Hawks' current record is 17-23. and 23. Uh, they lost to Miami yesterday. We're playing Miami away from home tomorrow. Um, look, it's just, to be honest, it's terrible at the moment. We've lost three straight. We've lost seven of our last nine games. And this is probably the more disturbing fact. We've lost nine consecutive home losses. Um, have you ever seen anything like this from our boys? No, I can't remember. Even in the, the worst days, I can't remember us, you know, losing nine straight at home. So... Yeah. I mean, that's nearly a quarter of our, our sort of home games for the season that we've lost yeah. in a row. And this is going to be hard to come back from now. You know, we're, we're six games under 500. And a lot of those teams that are sort of above us are starting to play a bit better. You know, the Knicks are starting to get a few wins. Boston's starting to get a few wins. Even teams like Indiana and Washington, they're moving up and we're sort of moving down there. So, yeah, it's it's been a pretty sort of tough sort of watch the last couple of weeks. But, look, I guess we need to talk about this trade today, Woods. Um, yeah, let's do it, yeah. Yeah, Cam Reddish traded to the Knicks. Basically, a basically a straight swap for Kevin Knox. The Hawks do get a, a quite a heavily protected first round pick back. Um, yep. Hawks also gave up Solomon Hill, who we know is injured for the season. The Knicks will probably waive that contract anyway. But yeah, what were your thoughts this morning when you woke up to that news? Yeah, well, I mean, I've told you for a while now that you know um, Cam, he has a lot of doubters, right? Whether he's going to develop into a into a quality player mm -hmm. that we all, you know, thought he could be. But um, the fit for him in Atlanta wasn't a great one, right? And I thought yeah. that um, him having another environment, he'd maybe be able to thrive more. And I said that even before this trade happened. Yeah. I like Cam. So maybe a different uh, a setup, a different coach would, um, you know, be good for him and, and, and both parties would benefit from it. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't wanted to be there for a while, Robbie, right? So He hasn't. And look, we want that sort of good locker room presence and everything else like that. Did, did we get enough for him, though, Woods? We've traded for Kevin Knox, who averages three points a game. He hasn't even been in the Knicks rotation for a couple of years. Yeah. I, 
I don't know. I just thought we could have got someone better for, you know, than Kevin Knox for all the sort of promise that Reddish has shown. Obviously, he showed a little bit in the playoffs. Like, I think he probably is a little bit overrated. Like, you know, he's a Duke boy. He's got a cool sounding name. He's got a kind of smooth, cool kind of game as well, right? So yep. it's funny when I kind of looked into him and Knox, did you realize, Woods, um, there's about 20 days age difference between the two. They're the same height, they're the same position, they're the same weight. And I think there's only about two number digits different as well. So it feels like we've kind of trading one very similar player for another. But do you think that maybe a, a change of scene for Knox could be something that, that might sort of work for him? There? Yeah, a lot of people said they should, we should just wave Knox right away. But I've just read that we're going to keep him on the roster. Mm. And I think he, coming out of college, he had a lot of potential and he never really delivered. So I'm not really yeah. ready to quite give up on him. Um, and, you know, I guess we couldn't pay Reddish or we didn't even want to pay Reddish, right? Because uh, it's also for salary reasons that we, we got rid of his, uh, got rid of him and, and got Knox. And yeah. it's just, let's just wait and see if, if Knox can perform and, and give us something. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to also have to remember Reddish was injured a lot of the time, couldn't play a lot. Um, and and I guess Knox, you could probably play him at the four, maybe even at the five in some smaller lineups. So mm. you can maybe get a bit more flexibility with him. But the jury's out, uh, man. Like um, I yeah. think, we, as you said, we could have probably got more for someone as talented as, as Reddish. As you said, he's overrated, right? So you yeah. could have sold high on him and got a little bit more for him. So And the Hawks have hardly been showcasing him. And that could have been the sort of thing. They could have really given him some minutes and some opportunities and it might have opened up a better trade. But look, if he wasn't being a good locker room presence and he clearly didn't want to be there, then, you know, Nate McMillan probably had his reasons for not playing him there, I guess. Um, yeah, look, it'll be interesting. I think you raise a good point there with sort of us not wanting to pay him. You know, Hawks obviously had that big influx of young players. Yep. You know, they've paid JC, they've paid Trey. You know, Kevin Hurd has been paid. We've obviously got to lock up, you know, DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter, Hunter and a Congo yep. as well. So yep. you're talking just another young player we would have had to have locked up there. And, you know, we might be able to sort of re-sign Kevin Knox for, for, for cheaper there, I guess. So I mean, if he proves uh, something, he's got, what, h- half a season to s- see if he's worth actually staying in the league, right? And so, he should be motivated. You know, players yep. like this know they're not going to get a whole lot of second chances. If he goes to the Hawks and stinks it up, he might be one of these players that's struggling to get a job, you know, next year as well. But um, the other thing I wanted to touch on as well, yep. Woods, and I know we've sort of spoken about this, and it's something that's really bugging us is the Hawks defense at the moment. What is going on? Yeah, man, it's it's really, really bad, right? And I think it's that last year when we were 14 and 20, um, it, it has a different feel to it because we got it together um, and, and we went on a run. It feels different this year. You know, mm-hmm. guys like Capella uh, have have regressed a lot. You know, he's not playing team def- defense very well, you know. In, in, he was arguably a know. top three center last year in the league, wasn't he? I mean, he'd be lucky to, I mean, to make the top 10 this year for the centers in the NBA, I would have thought. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, Trey's getting a little bit better. I've noticed yesterday that he's trying to play some passing lanes and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be a bit more committed on it than on the floor. But when you talk about defense as a, in, a, in a team concept, right? Yeah. Um, we're struggling on rotations and uh, making, you know, simple errors, Um on that end of the floor, which is costing us dearly, you know, and not being able to put four quarters together. You know, play defense in good spurts, that's great, you know, but not being able to put four quarters together. We saw uh, at the time of recording Friday the 14th, um, they played Miami yesterday, got off to a great start, playing good on both ends of the floor, and then just regressed, and Miami ended up blowing us out, right, without having Jimmy Butler. Without without Butler and Bam. And Bam, right, so, so... Tyler Hero um, just burned him in that game, didn't he? So, yep. yeah, it is a bit of a concern. The defense is saying that, look, I don't know whether that's just a work ethic thing. I mean, obviously, we've got Capella and Okongwu. We've got some big wings there. I don't see any obvious reasons. You know, you mentioned the Trey thing. I think anyone that sort of watches basketball, yeah, Trey's not a good defender and no one's saying he is. But is he any different than 
Dame Lillard, is he any different than Luka Doncic? Some of these other sort of point guards out there that clearly aren't that interested in defense. So, yeah, I think some of the other guys have got to step up. I mean, Trey can't do everything on this team. Everything across the board, his numbers are up there. So we need some people to step up, you know? Hey, one piece of good news was DeAndre Hunter coming back from injury yesterday. Um, And, you know, before he he went down, he was... You know, often put in charge of taking the hardest assignment on the other He's team. He's a lockdown defender, absolutely. And, and doing a great job. So hopefully bringing him back into the mix. I saw Okongwu got a start yesterday as well, who's mm-hmm. also very committed on, on that end of the floor. So hopefully, you know, there's, there's some positive signs uh, to move forward. Now, Robbie, let me just ask you, there's been a little bit of rumors in the air that Ben Simmons could be coming uh, to Atlanta in a trade and that could in- involve John Collins. I don't know that got you really angry when you heard about that. So you want to speak on that, homie? I'm not happy, Woods. I don't want us to do that. Honestly, if we can come up with some sort of a package to get someone like Simmons and that package is, I don't know, Cam would have been good in that. But if we could give up, you know, I don't know, Kevin Herder and someone else good, but obviously the numbers have got to match there. I find that a bit baffling, to be honest. I mean, the Hawks played against Philadelphia in the playoffs last season. Am I, am yep. I saying that right? So yeah, we, probably, we probably saw Ben Simmons firsthand. So I'm not quite sure. Look, if we could get him for a couple of role players and some draft picks, I'd be up for that, you know, Trey and Ben Simmons in the backcourt. But if that means us giving up, like, the heart and soul of our team in John Collins, you know, I've heard a few people say, you know, in the last couple of days, oh, he's unhappy there and other stuff like that. I don't always believe these sort of things, Woods. You know, how do we know this isn't just a rival team putting stuff out there? Collins is unhappy. Collins is unhappy. These things continue to spread on the internet. And before you know it, sort of teams are, you know, trying to get him off our hands sort of thing. So, look, I'm sure he's not happy about losing and no one should be happy. He's, you know, he's one of those players that it means a lot for him there. But, I would be I would be really upset if we traded him, honestly. I think him and Trey are just that two that we've got to keep together. So, as I said, I wouldn't be adverse to getting Simmons if we could trade the right kind of package and some future draft picks for him. But, yeah, if it's if it's John Collins and other people, I, yeah, I don't like that. And we've, invested a lot of, we've invested a lot of time in John Collins and he's developed mm-hmm. in our system. Um, it's not worth throwing that away, and we've spoken about that on the show before in terms of what he brings off the court and in the yeah. locker room. Um, I know he's expressed some opinions about how he's not so happy at the moment and whatnot, but we should really work with him um, as an organization to alleviate those concerns mm-hmm. um, and keep him, keep him with us. So that, that's my opinion. Definitely. I would, and it's I would interesting, isn't it? Woods, we're sort of right up to that point last year where we basically, we, we let Lloyd Pierce go and Nate McMillan came in and kind of turned the team yep. around. So, you know, obviously there's, you know, there's half a season to go. We've, you know, we've got one, like once we've played tomorrow's game, that's basically at the halfway point. So we'll either be on 17 or 18 wins in our first 41 games. So, yeah, Certainly we can turn this around. You know, we have, you know, been hit by COVID a little bit like a lot of teams have, but obviously a few injuries there. But I'm not using that as an excuse, but it's obviously got to be mentioned. But yeah, yeah, let's hope they've got the time to sort of turn this around because it wouldn't surprise me if they do end up sort of finishing the year like they have. There could be a lot more changes potentially in the off-season there. Um, Agreed, yeah. So I guess we'll watch this space. But no, that was an interesting one. Woods, like as I said, we had a a big sort of run sheet down about, you know, who we should trade this and that and everything and then, Yep. Luckily, a couple of hours before recording, we heard heard the news about Cam for Knox. So, yeah, look, I'll be interested to see how Knox goes. I'm certainly hoping it works out for him, and I'll certainly be, you know, rooting for him, I guess. But, yeah, well, I guess the jury's out on whether he's going to sort of be any sort of impact to the team there. So, all right, good stuff, mate. Well, look, what I thought we might go on to now is um, just basically maybe go through our all-star starting five predictions. Um so I know we've both gone onto the NBA website where you can vote for the starters at the moment. Um, I've had some fun doing that. I got my daughter to come on and do it. Um, as you know, her favourite player is Buddy Hield. So her 
starting backcourt in the West with Steph Curry and Buddy Hill. But, um, yeah, I just thought maybe um, we could sort of talk through who we've got. And what we're going to do, Woods, as well, is we're going to show uh, my five, your five, and then also um, our super producer, Lala, just so we can sort of see if we've got any sort of differences there. So, yeah. Um, all right, why don't you maybe start with mine, Woods, and I'll sort of talk through the, the five that I sort of have selected, I guess, there. But lovely-looking graphic there. I'm liking that, Woods. Um, so, look, I guess I'll start off in the Thanks, East. Um, look, Trey for the starting guard. That's a lock in my mind, and I really hope he does make that after not making the All-Star game last year. The second guard was a little bit harder. I mean, I'm a massive Zach Levine fan. I just think DeMar DeRozan's done a little bit more this year. Obviously, those game winners and everything he's doing has really stood out there. I thought the front court was very straightforward in the East. Um, Kevin Durant, the Greek freak, and Joel Embiid. I don't think it was really anyone else in consideration there from, from what I could see. Um, look, in terms of the West there, um, Steph Curry is a starting point guard. Every person that's picking a roster in the world will have him there. I thought the second um, backcourt spot was a little bit harder there. You know, you could have considered, you know, people like Chris Paul or, or you know, Ja Morant's obviously really pushing his case with the way he's played of late. But for me, it's Donovan Mitchell. Um, I like his consistency. He's obviously leading Utah to a good record. He's been very consistent, you know, all season, I think. So I'm going to sort of give him that starting berth there. And look, for my West front court, I went with uh, LeBron, just having an amazing year as he always does. The Joker, who's, you know, playing just as good as his MVP season. Um, and for the third spot there, that was a little bit harder. I took the big cat, Carl Anthony Towns. So I know, you know, I like the guy Woods, but I think he has been really good this year. And, and Minnesota's played well played, as well. Played, so. played much better than Minnesota this year. So They I have, yes. Yeah, so I think yeah. he should be rewarded with that. So that's who I think will be the, the starters there. What about, uh, what about yourself there, Woods? Yeah, so... I mean, no difference in the East, right? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Durant, mm -hmm. uh, Trey, Giannis. Uh, so we've gone exactly the same. Man. That's interesting. Yeah. Exactly the same. The only other, other thing I might say is, I don't know, um, you know, Harden's obviously someone who might get the vote, you know, yeah. ahead, ahead of Trey. I, I hope not, you know, but um, it's possible, right, with the um, the fan base there. But uh, well, they got smashed by OKC today. So I that saw that. Votes away. Yeah. Both Giddy and SGA had great games, actually. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and in the West, look, it was it was a little bit harder. I mean, James, Jokic, and and Steph. I think everyone's gonna have them. Yeah. Um, I I thought that maybe um, you know, Chris Paul deserves this. You know, he's he's getting a bit older, but Phoenix have maintained um that run from last year into into this year, and and so I gave him the nod. Um, and hey, Woods, uh, you do realize Ja Morant's averaging double the points that Chris Paul's averaging. This yeah, I uh, hear yeah, that Ja Morant's going to have his opportunity to start. Yeah, this is more of yeah. a let's say um, sentimental pick for a veteran, yeah. you know, who deserves it. You know, like yeah. Uh, and then Rudy Gobert, he's still doing his thing. And mm -hmm. I, I thought about Cat, but you know, I'm not as big a fan of Cat as you are. And I thought, yeah. you know, being um, a huge fan of the Stifle Tower, I went I went with Rudy Gobert mm -hmm. uh, in that. Center position. Um, what about Luca, man? No, none of us had Luca. Mate, you know, honestly, if I was picking my actual team at the moment, I wouldn't even have Luca on the West team. And I know that sounds a massive call, but there's so many other players that could be in front of him. You know, you're talking guys like Devin Booker, even someone like Anthony Edwards Woods. If you compared Anthony Edwards' stats this year and what their team's doing to Luca, I think there's a lot of difference. Um, I feel like I'm maybe being a little bit harsh. And I think for someone like Luca, he did come in out of shape. So I think maybe when it comes to the end of the year, he'll be pushing for one of the three sort of all-star, um, sorry, one of the three um, all-NBA teams. But look, at the moment, I, I do think he's going to be struggling to make that team. So it'll be interesting to see him. I should say as well, Woods, we are going to sort of um, – 
sit in and make our reserve picks in the next couple of weeks. So I think we both agree that's going to be a lot harder picking reserves than, than starting fives, I guess. Got to get my man DeJounte Murray in there somehow, man. You'll have him in there. Can, I, can I get John Collins in there? Probably not, right? <laughs> right. It's going to be Probably tough, not. man, for Probably both. Yeah. Um, All right. It's worth mentioning that our super producer, Lala, will be joining us, actually, to select those all-star reserves. So we thought it only fitting... Backed by popular demand, right? Backed by popular de- demand. What, he had over, what, 1,000 views on that episode that he, he was, that he was on? That the yeah, popular so he's, guy, he's, right? He's sending his, his starting five as well, doesn't he? So, yeah, what have he we got has. for Lala? So, yeah, I mean, he's got exactly the same starting five in the East as us, you know? He does, yeah. Rosen, Young, Giannis, Durant, and Abid. interesting, isn't it? We've all picked the same. Man. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people might go down that route, as you said. Zach Levine's the other consideration. And Zach Levine Harden. and Harden are the only two, yeah. aren't they? I think there's no other front court player that can go in there, is there? Surely not. Like, no, no. You want to take us to Lala's uh, West Artists, Robbie? Yeah, yeah. So, look, Lala in the West, he's got the same um, front court as me with LeBron, the Joker, and Towns. He's got Curry, as everyone else will have. Um, his other front court player is Ja Morant. So, it's interesting. He's got Morant. I've got Donovan Mitchell. You've got Chris Paul. So, that's kind of been our one sort of big difference on the West team there. So, more or less similar, teams. more or less similar between the yeah, three yeah. of us. You know, you got Towns, um, and uh, and I've got Gobert. You guys have got Towns. I got Gobert, and that second guard position in the West defers. But apart from that, mm. so that just tells me that you know, across the board, we're going to have. And I'll tell you what, I checked as well, Woods. They actually updated the fan votes today. So, look, obviously, yep. we know the the fan votes make up a percentage of this. So, just to go through this quickly. So, the, um, yeah, the DeMar DeRozan's miles in front of Trey, who's in second in the guards. Um, yep. Zach Levine's third and James Harden's fourth. And they're really close. So, Trey Harden and Zach Levine are really close there. So, I think based on that, DeMar DeRozan is probably a lock. It's more the other one there. Um, the, the East front court is exactly the three we've got. You know, Durant... Giannis and Joel Embiid are just miles in front of anyone. I think Jason Tatum is about a million and a half behind Joel Embiid there. Yeah. Um, for the West, look, Steph Curry is about three million votes in front of Ja Morant, who's in second place there. Um, Luca's in third place there. So it's interesting. A guy I picked, Devin Mitchell's only eighth on the fan voting there, and Chris Paul's seventh. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Look, I think it probably may end up just reading that the Ja Morant might make it. In terms of the front court, um, LeBron and the Joker are miles ahead of everyone. Um, do you know who's third at the moment in the West front court voting there, Woods? You might be surprised. Hmm. LeBron. Joker, it's not Cat, is it? No, nah, how about some Andrew Wiggins? Wow, so that's interesting. So, Wiggins, and we've got Paul George, and guys like Davis, Draymond. So, Cat's down in eighth as well. So, look, he's, probably he's, be he's, having you yeah. spoke of Anthony Edwards as well. Is he is he in the mix there? Um, he's not in the top 10 anyway, but he's probably not far outside of that. So, I think he, actually, no, sorry, he's in, in the guards, he's 10th in the guards there. So He's got people like, you know, Lillard in front of him who we know will be out there. Westbrook's got a lot higher votes. Um, Westbrook's probably got as much chance as making the All-Star game this year as you and you and me, so that's not going to happen. So you're telling so. me Westbrook is ahead of Anthony Edwards in, in the um, West? Yeah, so Westbrook, he's also ahead of Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell. So Damn. it just shows you. I mean, this is why they've sort of made it that the fan votes don't decide everything because you do get some weird ones, you know. It, I think Clay Thompson's right up there in the votes as well, and he's played about three games. So, yeah, well, no, that was fun to... Fun to do there then, Wood. So, look, as I said, we will sort of come back in a couple of weeks and, and go through the reserves there. I'm looking forward to put a bit of time in that. It's going to be hard. I mean, even I was watching a bit of Memphis today. And, um, sorry, a bit of New Orleans today. I was thinking Jonas Valanciunas. Can I find a spot for him in that All-Star Reserves team? What a great year he's had. He's got to be someone that's yeah. up there, right? So, 
yeah, it'll be interesting. And obviously how sort of people that haven't played a lot this year will be affected, you know, yeah. can Kyrie make a bench spot? Will Anthony Davis, you know, make it despite sort of being out for so long and everything? So there'll probably be the usual thing where a lot of people pull out. So, you know, eventually some reserves might make it. So it might might give some luck for John Collins there maybe. But, yeah, all right, Woods, I appreciate that. That was fun doing that. So, look, I guess next we'll just sort of go on to a little bit of NBL talk. Yeah, um, uh, the NBL, would you remember that competition? They play a few games a week. So it actually returned last week, uh, last night. It was really good to have it back. Um, look, obviously, we've had just a handful of games so far this year with the COVID situation. So it's been pretty pretty disappointing, I guess, hasn't it? Sort of, you know, all these you know, marquee games and everything that have been postponed and everything like that. So, yeah, what's your sort of feel on the NBL at the moment, Woods, and just, you know, how things have been going over the last couple of weeks with it? Yeah, look, it's been a tough situation. It almost feels like a restart to the season, like mm. a, a FIBA window or something where no games were played and then we're back playing again. But we've got seven games in seven days. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to it. I mean, some of these teams haven't played for... I mean, they were saying yesterday, Kings hadn't played for 18 days. Illawarra hadn't play, played for 25 days, man. It's it's tough. I think you know, South East even longer, right? I think they've been yeah. coming up to a month now. Like... A lot of these guys are stuck in their hotel rooms, isolating. You can't have proper practices. So it's going to affect teams. But this is the world that we live in. Um, I think much like the Big Bash League have done um, and had a pool of players that are available as replacement players straight away to come and represent these teams, the NBL should look into that. Um, maybe even a hub if things get worse with... Uh, I was going to say that as well. I think the yeah. hub's got to be something that they may be looking into in the background. I, I know everyone's saying this, you know, wave of COVID's expecting to be sort of over maybe by the end of this month. So hopefully we don't have to go down this path. But, you know, teams like Perth have uprooted their, their whole team and moved over to Tasmania and then they've all got, you know, uh, the COVID over there sort of thing. Whereas they've stayed in Perth, they probably would have been saved. So... I think, again, I feel sorry for some of the teams like New Zealand and Perth and some of these teams that are just constantly having to be away from home. I mean, the New Zealand situation is almost like Toronto and the NBA last year, isn't yep. it? It's just, you know, imagine uprooting your whole season. Yeah, we'll be back home in six well, months, guys. Two in a row, tough. you know. you, you got to mm. remember most of last season they were on the road. That's and I guess right. guys like Perth are now going to get a feel of what it was like to be New Zealand last year, right? So, well, Perth were in, a, in a, a hub a lot as well last year. If you remember, Woods are in sort of the Gold Coast for quite a while, just with all the border rules in Perth and everything. Yeah, that's so, true. And look, I guess, look, we, we sort of agree we're not going to sort of go through each game this week just because there's been so many cancellations. If they can prove all the games go ahead this week, we'll get back into sort of some predictions and everything next week. But yeah, you're right, Woods, seven games in seven days. I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to tonight's game, you know, New Zealand and Melbourne. There is sort of quite a few sort of marquee games that are coming up this weekend. And um, your Kings are at home. You're not going to you're not going to be going to that one? No, nah, just with the way things are at the moment and that game's being played behind closed doors, you mentioned tonight in Hobart, actually. Yeah, um, Actually, yesterday was awesome to watch the Kings and just want to speak on that a little bit. Yeah. Ajay Hunter um, looks like he's got a really bad injury and he, he may not be back for the season. He couldn't even walk off the court yesterday. Yeah. So I think we, we could be on the hunt for another import. And Sydney have just not been able to get, uh, you know, their guys on the court healthy. And, and that's, that's really, uh, you know... Jordan Hunter going down, RJ Hunter going down. Both what, what is the, the go season. with Jordan Hunter? Woods, you know when he's supposed to be back? He's out for the season now. Is it he's the out season? for the season. Jeez, yep. That's a big loss, isn't it? Yep, it and is. What's What's the chances of Kevin Knox ending up in a Kings jersey <laughs> this season? Any chance of that? I hope not, man. I hope he's going to uh, contribute to to the to the Hawks, man. Either but, way, um, you win if he's on one of your teams, anyway. So we did make our throwback hoops uh, debut at the uh, the NBL press conference yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, one guy who I've been really impressed with is uh, ex Perth Wildcat. Uh, now Sydney King, uh, Wani Swakala Bullock. And I, I was oh, able boy. to ask him, look, Wani, um, 
you know, you didn't get to play a lot in Perth last few years. You know, how does it feel to be in a new environment with a coach that puts trust and faith in you and get this yeah. opportunity to start? And he was over the moon and he said, you know, he, he loves this new environment and playing under Coach Buford. And then, and then Chase Buford just ju- chimed in and talked so highly uh, in praise of Wani. And, and he's talking about Wani as a starter going forward, not just a fill-in starter, but a guy that he feels can really, you know, gel together and um, make that starting group better. And he's always taking the most um, important, you know, assignment. You, you could tell well. how close those two were, couldn't you? Just yeah. even in that press conference, you could obviously see Buford's got a lot of love for him there. So, yeah, I'm really, really happy to see, you know, why he go about it? You know, I always sort of wish he'd probably stayed with Perth, but I'm happy for him to be And staying. a lot of people have said, you know, Chase Buford, you know, he's a rich kid's dad. He comes from pedigree. He's just been given this job. He's not going to be a great coach. But you look at guys like Angus Glover, Wani Swakalbuluk already that are developing under him. And, yeah. and I think that he's going to get it right. I mean, he, he, he may not win a championship in his first season, mm-hmm. but I think the positive signs are there. And just give him some time to have, you know, some of his guys healthy on the court and see what he can do for the Sydney Kings team. I've still got us in the top four, you know? Yeah, but, no, yeah. It's, it's still, yeah, they're still playing good. I mean, they were certainly right in that game last night. And, and Woods, well done on doing the, the work and doing the, the assignment and going to the press conference. I was out playing ball last night and we missed, missed having you out there, but it was... How many threes yeah, did you make yesterday, man? I made a couple, yeah. Uh, just a couple? Uh, well, I made eight last night. So hey, you, you won't stop talking about it, guys. You I won't stop, stop talking about it. It probably won't happen for another another couple of years. So I've got to make the most of it now. So yeah, yeah it's one of those games where the ring just felt like a hula hoop last night. But unfortunately, we had a draw. So I said to the boys after the game, I felt like Trey in that game the other week when he got his career high, but they lost. It's kind of a bit of a sour note at the end of it. But yeah. anyway, that's probably enough about our, our Thursday night Z grade basketball game anyway. But um, <laughs> all right. So now, Woods, is that time, mate? Are you getting excited or what? Oh, always, man. Always. Right. It's, been, it's been a minute, ready. man. You've got it's those been cards a minute. Together. All right. All right. So, Just to prove to everyone, it's a brand new pack. Okay. It's been sitting somewhere on a shelf for the last, what? Do your match probably 26 years? Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> all right. Last time we got opened the Skybox pack, man, it wasn't very impressive, was it? It wasn't the best on that one, so let's hopefully something better here. And let's pull a Hawks card as well. Come on. All right, all right. I'll see if I can pull out some fun facts with some of these guys this week, Woods. What do you think? You always can, man. <laughs> yeah, I knew Tim Duncan was the first pick in the 97 NBA draft. You've got to stop putting me on the spot like that, man. I'm not oh, as good I like as you. Doing that. I like <laughs> it, yeah. You never know when the trivia is coming. All right. I love this guy. Great shooter. Someone that you and me have both you know, liked over the years. Most well-known for his time at the Seattle Supersonics, Dale Ellis. Oh, love Dale Ellis back in the day. Yeah, he was one of the original sort of three-point bombers, wasn't he? Um, yeah, you're right. He made a sort of a name for himself in Seattle there. And, yeah, it seems funny seeing him in that Spurs jersey there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. I, I remember most fondly yep. with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now we have a checklist card. What do I do with this? I've forgotten. Uh, you rip it up into four bits, chuck it over your shoulder, and we open the next card. It's gone. Gone, Robbie. It's gone. gone. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to that last packet we opened, Woods, and there was about three people that not anyone listening to this show has even heard of there. Uh, so hopefully this pack continues to, to give us some names, right? The man on NBA TV all the time, on the panel, New York legend, Kenny. The Jet Smith. 
I like that one. Yeah, of course. You know, everyone sort of remembers, you know, the Jet with his commentary now. But he had a great NBA career. You know, he played with Sacramento. He played with the Rockets there. Um, yeah, very good sort of point guard. Um, you know, he had some great hops as well. He had a really good dunk in that dunk comp. Um, Woods, you remember the one when he was back to the basket? Hell threw yeah. Threw the legs off the backboard and then did a reverse there. So Hell yeah, I do. He was an amazing athlete there. So, yeah, he seems like a good guy. You talk, talk about, about that, that era, great New York City point guards, Kenny Anderson, Big Rod time. Strickland. Kenny Smith, you know, there's... there's Love the guy's sense of humour too. You know, he's one of those players that basically retired and he started working, um, you know, basically on those NBA shows and just had that great sort of, you know, enthusiasm and sort of humour as well. So, no, we like the Jet. All right. I just spoke about this guy, okay? He saved Tom Gugliotta from a a possible near-death experience. Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman, what a great player. Now, he's got a pretty good podcast going on at the moment, doesn't he? Well, actually, I think he hosts a, a show where he sort of, you know, shows people falling over and sort of, you know, bloopers and stuff. But another guy that was great in dunk comps, right? Rex Chapman, I love the guy, that the way that guy went about it. So, yeah, he had a good career, didn't he? I mean, obviously, people remember him probably with Phoenix as well, like with Gugliotta. But, yeah, obviously, a, a Bullets card you've got of him there, right? Yeah, and this pack is already better than the last guy. It is. Already good, right? <laughs> okay. Ex-Indiana Pacer, now NBA referee. I used to love this oh, guy's Haywood. name. Haywood Workman. Nice. Marco, former, my boy. former Atlanta Hawk as well, Woods. Yeah, my boy Marco Niketic. I know you love him, so I know you're listening to this show. Haywood Workman, dog. Haywood Workman. Now, Woods, he's still yeah. a current official, isn't he? I haven't seen, I can't remember seeing him on the court refing for a while. So yeah, he's still I haven't doing it, for right? a minute. You've noticed I, him? Yeah. I, I, okay. I actually... Maybe maybe you want to fact check that. Is he still yeah, refereeing, right? We'll have yeah. to look into that. Yeah, he certainly was. But yeah, he had a decent career. Yeah, he was, a, was yeah. a big fan. Oh, this is awesome. Special edition NBA on NBC. Okay, I, I had this guy as a special mention as one of my, probably my, one of my favorite centers of all time. Born in Jamaica. Ooh. All the way to New York City. Who am I speaking of? Big Pat. Via Georgetown University. Very good. Is he about to get blocked or is he going to throw that one down on that card? You reckon? In front of that card, is he throwing it down? Or I reckon he's throwing it down. Throwing it down, yeah. He did have some power in those dunks. Yeah, that's a good card, that one. What's the back of that looking like? Knicks versus Pacers, NBA on NBC. Oh, uh, yes, that's breaking down the game. They had some good, um, certainly had some good games, didn't they, those two teams? Yeah, in that era, a lot of great centers to come out of Georgetown. Can you name a few others, Rob? Uh, obviously, some Dikembe Matombo, Alonzo Mourning, um, your boy, Roy Hibbert. Yeah, That's definitely. Quite a lot, wasn't there? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So you can put me on the spot, Woods. I don't mind. Yeah, well done, well done. I know I can. I, I, know, I know you're better <laughs> at this. Oh, man. We got, the, we got this insert, I'm pretty sure, on the, on the, on the Ultra Flair. One of our favorite top 10 Hawks of all time. Movie. He was actually on the sideline the other, yesterday for the Hawks game. Oh, Smitty from the, the city. No, no, no. Big man, oh. center. Oh, yeah. Dikembe. No, Kevin Willis. Ah. Well, in fairness, they were all there yesterday, weren't yes. they, with for Dominic's birthday. Smitty yes. from the city and all the other guys were there, so that's yeah. a great card, that one. It was awesome to see them on the sideline yesterday. But is that, that going to be called a foul, that card? I think he's trying to wrapping up that pacer guy there, right? Yeah, I mean, back then Although maybe it was called a foul. It probably would have been just a, a fair fair play, right? Yeah, yeah what, what a pack this has been. It is a good pack. Yeah. yeah. All right. We don't, to, we don't have to Google who some of these people are. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to say this, but Wayman Tisdale. Wow. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Yep. He did pass away not too long ago. He did. He was a highly skilled left-hand player. Oh, wasn't no, he? man. Wayman Tisdale there. And he was, um, 
he was a big into his music, wasn't he, Wayman Tisdale? I know you'll remember that part, Woods. Remember there was that um, CD that came out back in the day of NBA players with their yep. music sort of stuff there? I yep. know you would have been all over that. So. Yeah, that, that had yeah. him. That had Brian Shaw, Jason Kidd. Yeah. Um, that was sick. I've, was I've got solid. that CD somewhere, man. Yeah, you know? I'm sure yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was Dana Bayros wrapped on that yep, CD. He yeah, did yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, rest in peace to, to the big man, Wayman Tisdale there. Yeah, it's a name I haven't thought about for a while. What are the chances of me pulling a card? Of a jersey that we're wearing right now. Huh? Oh, wow. Wow. I like and it. And we talked about Rex Chapman helping out his teammate when he was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wow. Googly Yoda. How good's that? So if you, <laughs> and if you can pull an Antonio Daniels, that I'll be happy if you get that. That's great, isn't it? This is as good a pack as we've probably ever pulled, man. Hey, tell me, Woods, were Googs and Rex Chapman in the same trade? Because they were both with Washington then and they both were in Phoenix at the next stop. Mm. What the... I have to maybe a, fact check that as well. There's every chance they could have been in the same trade. That's a very good question. They, they, they are very good friends off the court. I've just uh, watched an interview with Goose recently. So maybe you want to check that. I don't often do this, but I'm going to check this now because I want to find out. That seems a bit sort of too common that they were both with the bullets then and then suddenly they're... Okay, so Tom Gugliotta, what do we got here? No. So Googs was traded by Washington to Golden State for Chris Webber. It was interesting. So, no, Rex Chapman got there somewhere else. So, it's interesting. So, they obviously had a few stops. And that's obviously why they were close together, right? Googs was traded to Washington for Chris Webber. Yeah, and I'm, I'm Rex Chapman. He was a bit of a journeyman in the end. But, yeah, hey, I'm not surprised Googs is not doing much at the moment. He earned $80 million playing. So, I'm sure he is kicking back playing <laughs> yeah, golf. Yeah, kicking back, chilling. Day. Hey, check Haywood Workman while you're at it. You might as well. Okay, Haywood Workman. All right. Well, we are you still referee? How many more cards you got left in that? Two, time? man, just two. No, three. I got three. So Hayward Workman, okay, yep, he's still a current ref. So maybe we just haven't sort of noticed him playing this year. So, yep, still a current ref. You know, the funny thing is, Woods, I remember him as an Atlanta Hawk, one season with the Hawks. Yep. And then he had a lot of sort of stints overseas. Yeah, so a bit of a journeyman there. But CBA yeah. as well for a while. You yeah, know? he was. He ended up playing in um, in Israel as well. Anyway, yeah, so he's still refing. Okay, so this next card, we've spoken about him. He's no longer welcome. In Madison Square Garden, okay? He's well-known for his time with the Bulls initially before moving to New York. Charles Oakley. If I could pick one former or current NBA player to, like, you know, be a bodyguard or something for me, Woods, he would be the one I would choose in a heartbeat. He's just something about that guy. He's just got that kind of aura about him and everything else like that. But, yeah, love the way he went about it. He had a nice little jump shot there and just... An incredible rebounder and physical presence there. So that's a nice card. And that's a Knicks versus Pacers game there as well. And speaking of New York Knicks double bodyguards, rest in peace to his friend and teammate, Anthony Mason, who is LL Cool J's bodyguard. Am I wrong in saying that? You're probably right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're probably not surprised, Woods. I do have a Charles Oakley Knicks jersey in one of the the wardrobes as well. So I'll pull that out for one show one time. Sick, sick, sick. And Anthony Mason while I'm at it. Oh, word. A Charlotte Hornets one or a Charlotte Hornets one. Sick, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Do remember this guy teamed up with Pooh Richardson on the Timberwolves, Michael oh, Williams. Big fan of Michael Williams. Yeah, he was a former Indiana Pacer as well. Really yep. good point guard there. He was someone that I actually, you'll probably find this funny, Woods, but I actually went through a stage where I was collecting Michael Williams cards back in the 90s. So a very sort of a random one there. He seemed to sort of fade out of the league pretty quick there, but yep, he yeah, did. he's wearing my favorite number there and he was a, a guy I like to watch. So yeah, blast from the past. Yeah, he's got that. Same jersey that I've got with the Pooh Richardson on there. So I think I yep. might rock the, the same one on, on, on one of the shows coming up, man. So nice, big nice. fan of that Wolves team. They were fun, you know? Definitely. 
All right, and the last one is one of our favorites, man. Former number one pick, 1990 NBA draft, if I'm not mistaken. DC? Uh, DC, Southpaw, Derek Coleman. This is, a, this is a great packet. We've got a checklist to rip up. We've got some people we've been talking about today, some old favorites. So I'm liking that DC card. Yeah. Yep. This is far and away the best pack that we've got in terms of... Show me the back of one of those cards. Was one of those, the normal ones look like on the back? Yeah. They got another photo as well, or what do they got on them? No, okay, so a big photo and then just a couple of stats there. Yeah, correct me if you're wrong. First round pick one, 1990, was I? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, think yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Very good pack there, Woods. I enjoyed Great that. Great pack. Great yeah. fun. Very good. All right, mate. Well, look, that probably brings us to, to the end of the show. It's It's gone quick again. I've really enjoyed sort of doing this um, the show again this week. Just wanted to say as well, Woods, before we get into our little outro spiel there, yep. um, just thank you so much for all the viewers and listeners for for checking into the, the Michelle Tim show last week. Um, wow. We've just been blown away by the amount of views and downloads we've had of this show, you know, without sort of tooting our own horn. We're sort of well into the, you know, the couple of thousands of this one now, which we're just, you know, so pleased with. And we thought it came up really well. She was such a great guest and spoke, you know, so candidly about her career there. So thanks so much for Michelle for, for coming on last week. And yeah, thanks everyone for, for checking out that show. So um, look, as I sort of mentioned at the start of the show there, Woods, um, you know, obviously, you know, continue to check out our show um, weekly on YouTube and make sure you hit the subscribe button when you're there. Um, and also the podcast will be available, you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you know, all the different sort of platforms there. Um, and just a reminder where you can find us there. So look, our Twitter handle is at throwbackshoops. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at throwback.hoops. Um, and, of course, our email address, um, feel free to send in any questions or ideas or anything like that to us. Email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. And now, Woods, do you want to maybe just tell us a little bit about your TikTok and maybe a little bit about the, the Patreon as well? Yeah, Robbie, sure. So if you want to follow us on TikTok, it's woody underscore V83. We'll showcase some of the jerseys and give you little snippets from the show. Um, Patreon, that's one thing, Robbie, that, you know, we really – going to start pushing a little bit more now yep. if you like the podcast if you can jump onto patreon.com forward slash throwback hoops and for as a little as a dollar a month you can pledge your support to us a dollar um, a week right yeah a, a dollar a week sorry yeah. my apologies you can um, pledge your support to us and uh yeah, Robbie, what, what what kind of expenses and help would that give us? Yeah, look, it would really sort of help us. I mean, we don't want to seem like we're sort of asking for, for money to try and you know, retire from our day jobs. But look, probably not a lot of people realise there are a lot of ongoing costs associated with sort of bringing a podcast. There's all, you know, web places. There's, you know, the Squadcast where we record our podcast. There's all the different software we use for for editing and everything else like that. So, look, it really would assist us, obviously, to do it. And, look, obviously, we're going to give something back to anyone that does sign up to Patreon there. So we'll certainly make sure we get them one of our hot Throwback Hoops T-shirts as well right there, Woods. Um, and, look, also, we'll, we'll continue to bring some special sort of things. You know, we'll maybe sort of have some sort of bonus content and everything else like that for our um, people that sign up to Patreon there. So, yeah, please please feel free to have a look at that. As Woody said, if you search on the Patreon website and type in Throwback Hoops, um, and, yeah, if you can, we'd love the support there, guys, and we'll, we'll certainly continue to, to, you know, bring these shows on a weekly basis anyway. Um, all right, that's great. So, look, um. Woods, as you said, um, you're going to sort of stay away from the Kings game this week, but I think, I think like yourself, I'll be watching yep. a lot of these games on TV. Um, I think the Wildcats' next game might have been moved again, so I'll probably just be checking the, the local guys. I think they're playing Adelaide on Tuesday now. I think it's it? Tuesday now, yep. yeah. So let's hopefully that game goes ahead because I'm sort of I'm, I'm sort of craving some Wildcats sort of stuff there. But um, yeah, you got anything else to say before we're out today, bro? 
No, not at all, man. I mean, you've got to do something about that mustache. What, it's been 15 episodes and you're still rocking it, man? You know, yeah, it's about know. time. You know, uh, earlier, before we recorded the show, both your daughter and me gave a massive thumbs down to it. So my question mm. to you is, how long are you going to... November's long gone, bro. You know, you're going to keep it's it till next November. It's been a few months now, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I must admit, I'm sweating a little bit now in this hot room. I'm in wood, so I probably wish I didn't have it. But anyway, it's <laughs> Just it's jokes, brother. Just it's jokes. Keep it if you want. Keep it if you want. Good <laughs> stuff, mate. Well, yeah, look, really just wanted to thank everyone for tuning into the show this week. It's been great fun. Um, sort of bringing it again um we've got some great guests coming up woods i can't can't say any more enough about that we've really got some big name guests lined up that we're, we're sort of going to bring over the couple of weeks you know next couple of weeks we'll try and sort of have a guest and maybe just have you and i and sort of interchange that week to week but yeah keep sort of tuning in subscribing you will not be disappointed with the guests we've got coming yeah i guess one more thing email us your questions you know i think we're at a point now where we can start picking up picking that up a little bit robbie and, and yep. answering some more of your questions we've got a few in the pipeline that we need to answer but please send them through hey send us your all-star starting five who you think mm -hmm. should be starting in the west and east you know send some jersey requests i actually had someone reach out to me the other week and ask if i had any brent barry jersey so the answer is yes i do and i'll hopefully be wearing one of those soon so if you've got any jersey suggestions you'd like to see us rock for the show please let us know and we'd love to hear from you guys so yeah all right, so look, much love from all the Throwback Hoops crew. Um, can't wait to do it all again next week. And peace out. Yep, thanks, everybody.